I'm sitting outside Google's headquarters in Venice, California with Richard Maxwell. And I'm sitting outside the same establishment with Toby Miller. We're in a red New Beetle. New being the model rather than the description of the age. It's 2006. Why are we here, Rick, outside the Google HQ? We're here to, to consider the, the chapter that we've written uh, called Workers uh, and the the International Division of Labor and the Global Assembly Line that brings us the wonderful gadgets that we have and the wonderful uh, uh, system we have for getting rid of them and not remembering or forgetting about them and how they get lost in that system. When we think about media workers, we sometimes think about people, as they call in Hollywood, above the line, who are, if you like, the white-collar element. So we might think of directors, writers, producers, actors, editors and we might think of them as being what Hollywood calls below the line who would be people like carpenters and electricians and makeup artists, costumers that type right of that kind, that type of thing but we rarely think about the people who are as they say in baseball terminology back 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 in that production process also workers so we're wanting people as we're wanting ourselves to reconsider the idea of work in, in many ways and also we? to reconsider the idea of, of who qualifies uh, for that title media worker or worker in the information and technology business so here we are outside Google as I said they recently moved down here to southern this part of Southern California as a core part of what they do they are extraordinary players in this whole story, aren't they? They certainly are. They're cited as, you know, the 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 source of all of the uh, creative work that goes on in the in the business. They're they're a model of of uh, in, in working conditions and employee happiness. They are really the aristocracy of talent uh, uh, within the uh, media within the international division of labor. But this relies on the fact that very very invisible to them and to you and me is a vastly greater group of people who are definitely not part of the aristocracy who are beetling away all over the world to generate the toys and the technologies that these guys then use and so do we to enjoy the fruits of their labor now, one of the one of the problems we faced when writing this chapter was actually finding out how who how many people actually work in the global assembly line the the numbers are very hard to to get because the records aren't kept very well uh, there's a very low density of unionization across the planet in, in the IT sectors the information technology sectors and uh, so as a as a matter of research it was very difficult just to to lay out in any kind of even um, close estimate how many uh, how many people are really working in, in to bring us these technologies the networks, the content, the, the nuts and bolts, screws, literally, uh, in, in, the, in the devices that we use. That's absolutely true. Just trying to track this global commodity chain, insanely difficult. Think about some of the struggles that went on here in the United States about 10 years ago over apparel assembly, namely the people working in sweated conditions often, countries far distant from here, making t-shirts and rugby shirts and so on, advertising particular universities and the way in which, because of the disclosure of their conditions by a number of activists, people came to be very involved, involved in an activist way, involved in a citizen way, involved in a consumer way, involved in a worker way, but there, tracing, tracking the life of the commodity sign, the t-shirt, 
not easy, but infinitely simpler than is the case with these electronic gadgets because there are so many subcontractors involved doing this work. Even to take the case of one's tiny iPod. That's true, and, and thanks, to the, thanks to the rising public awareness of, of Apple's uh, supply chain, and we, we've learned recently in, uh, in early 2012 that uh, people are really upset when they find out those connections between what we call the aristocracy of talent in the case of Google and Apple and those and those workers across uh, across the world who produce the the devices and the components for these and the working conditions in which they they suffer and and labor and to give one example that isn't the classic uh, Google or Apple new technology world one of the things we look at is the situation of workers making television sets uh, some of whom are in Vietnam, some in China, but the ones we focus on are those in northern Mexico, still probably the largest place, largest production site for television sets in the world, where workers in the maquilas or maquiladoras, which are owned by, say, Taiwanese, German, Japanese, or US capital, are making TV sets that sell in the United States across the border in San Diego for less than they would have to pay in order to buy them themselves where they are manufacturing these. That's products. right. And this, this chapter, in a sense, will try to track where the basic components, even in the mining sector, uh, are, are derived all the way to that point where these, uh, these devices are recycled and, and dismantled uh, in, in Asia, Latin America, and in Africa. Where we see the work of the rag pickers who are also crucial components of this the people who handle labor. junk yes the recyclers recyclers and that's time for us to cycle off and say goodbye to google that's right bye google bye bye google